time channeling my inner bruce buffer that was pretty weak regardless it is that time of year where many of us resolve to be different to do different to become different to get different to have a different experience we resolve we make resolutions and why wouldn't we why wouldn't we make resolutions why wouldn't we ho have hope for for a better tomorrow why wouldn't we be striving for for more for better for different obviously maybe not obviously but i do not advocate for pursuing different more bit different or better just for the sake of doing that um, I do believe that our prime directive, our major motivating driver as human beings is to realize our fullest potential. So I am a person who I'm all about New Year's resolutions. That be said, I don't have any. I'm not resolving to do anything different. I am resolving to try to better execute on the things that I want, on the things that are of greatest importance to me of doing the things better that will get me what I want. And there's a lot going on, obviously. A lot going on in the world. I am about to go on a bit of a tangent. Short one, I'm very positive and hopeful for the future. When you look around, it's easy to be the opposite of that. But I am very, very hopeful do you know Michael Malice? Michael Malice is a social commentator, a public intellectual, an author, really, really, really smart person. If you've not ever consumed his content, um, I would encourage you to do so. He just wrote a book called The White Pill, and it's essentially not being taking the red pill or the black pill or whatever colors, but the white pill is that of optimism. And he talks about how even though it feels like things can't change, that they in fact can change, not only that, but they can change pretty quickly. So I think that that's the case with, with humanity right now, specifically in the, in the United States right now, we are making the sausage. People like to eat sausage, but they don't necessarily like to to know how it's made or to witness that process because it's kind of gross. And the sausage that we as human beings are making right now is pretty gross. But I am hopeful that we will come out the other end and all get to, do, to enjoy delicious sausage together. So anyway, great time of year. The holidays were awesome. I hope that they were awesome for you. And I hope that you have a wonderful and safe and happy New Year's. When you listen to this, it will have taken place. So it's possible that you have a absolutely throbbing head because you got after it a little too hard. If that's the case, feel better. Drink some electrolytes. Be good to yourself. Or maybe you woke up this morning, went for a run, and are honoring all those resolutions. You are getting after it, whatever it is. I think uh, it's an exciting, exciting time of year. So anyway, we all know that if nothing changes, then nothing changes. So for you to get to what you want, 
what needs to change. Do you need to change who you are? Do you need to change who you are as a person to get what you want? Maybe. Maybe you just need to change how you're currently doing things. Only you're, you are the only person capable of answering that question. But here's what I know for sure is that hope, wishing will not get any job done. Certainly will not help you to change your experience, whether it's changing who you are, just changing how you're doing things. Hoping and wishing is not going to do it. President Obama delivered this wonderful message of hope and change, and it was so powerful that it got him elected president of the United States of America. It's amazing. But again, it's not going to be effective for you. It's not going to get you what you want. Enough about what you want, though. Here's what I want. I want you to get what you want, so long as it's a mutually beneficial thing. If you what you want is to burn down the world, then I do not want you to get what you want. But if you want better relationships with your loved ones, with your kids, with your partner, if you want a safer community, a more prosperous economy, the freedom to pursue happiness, I'm here for it. I think that that's awesome. I want to support you in every way that I can. And I think that I can help. I think that I am in a position to help you. So, what do you want? Well, I'm fond of saying that the only way to live how you want is to know how you want to live. So do you? Do you know how you want to live? How much time have you spent thinking about that? How much time have you spent thinking about what you truly want? I found that most people have not spent a lot of time, not spent a lot of meaningful time doing that. So I would encourage you to do that. You need to spend some time probably what we're talking about is you living your life. So I would encourage you to spend a lot of time thinking about it. But I feel like I've got a roadmap for you that'll help you to navigate because we do and are hit with a lot of different messages and a lot of constant information coming our way. So what should you grab a hold of? What should you discard? Well, I'm going to share with you some pretty simple steps Sounds easy, does hard, but some easy steps because I think that a lot of the time what I've discovered is that people either skip steps and it could be because they just skip them or more often than not is they're not aware that there are steps in between what I really want and how do I actually get there. So I'm also not fond of telling people to just do it because if you don't know how to do it, then you can't just do it. So I have steps for you. So let's let enough of me telling you that I have steps. Let's just talk about the steps. So step number one is deciding what it is that you want. Okay. So let's assume, let's just go with this. I want to have a better relationship with my kids. Okay. So step number two is to really dig in and think about what your existing beliefs and emotions are around your relationship with your kid. Let's just say with your son. So step number one is I want to have a better relationship with my son. Step number two is what what are your existing beliefs about being a parent, about your relationship with kids, about children, specifically your child, your son in general? What are they? 
Well, if you want to have a different one or a better relationship, that suggests to me that the current relationship is not optimal. Probably good enough, but it's not great and it could be better, which is true of most human relationships and most human actions. I endeavor to have better relationships with my two boys and my daughter and my, my wife and all my other loved ones, for sure. So what are your existing beliefs and emotions around um, your kid and about your relationship with your kid and about your role as a parent? Does that sound obvious? I don't think that it is. So what are your existing beliefs? What do you believe that a parent should be? What, well, excuse me, what do I believe that my role as a father should be to my son? What do I believe that my son's role should be as a son to his father? What is and makes for a successful and healthy relationship? Am I a bulldozer? Am I removing all obstacles? Am I a helicopter dad? Am I constantly above him looking down and, and, and micromanaging? Am I attempting to engineer results? Or am I allowing him to be himself and adjust behaviors? So there's all these different feelings and emotions and beliefs that are, from a subconscious standpoint, operating in the background, which is then influencing your conscious behavior. So I think that step number three then is decide how you want to feel and think about your role as a parent, your responsibilities as a parent, your uh, role in the relationship, and just how would you like to feel about it? Do you want to feel great about it? I have a great relationship with my son. That's, yeah, I would totally like to feel that way. Okay. So we set the intention. I decide I would like to feel like I'm a great dad. I would like to feel like I've got a great relationship with my son. Okay. So let's now clarify what our goals are and what the relationship that I really want to have is. So with goal setting, there's a lot there. A goal is for my son and I to spend a certain amount of time together, he and I. That would be a good goal. So in 2024, we're going to, I'm going to spend at least four hours a week with just my son and I. Okay. And that's that's a made up number. Could be one hour a week, could be 10. That's not, it's relevant to you. Um, you, you understand what I'm trying to say. So that's a good goal. A desire is that, I want to have that good relationship. It's a desire because there's somebody else who's involved, which is my son. And I don't know that he's going to play along with everything that I want. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's not because he's my kid. So he's going to think his own thoughts and I want him to think his own thoughts. But it is my desire to have a really positive relationship um, with him. So my goals are the amount of time that I spend with him, the way that I interact with him, the way that I'm feeling and acting towards him, those are all within my control. So clarifying the goals and how I want the relationship to be and setting the intention. And then it's a function of the next step is deciding on what my course of action is and then creating a plan. So my goal is to spend four hours a week with my son. So how am I going to make that happen? Is it all going to happen on the weekend? Am I going to try and do um, 
certain something in the morning before school or after school? What is my course of action? How am I creating a plan? Because without a plan, then it's just hoping and wanting and desiring like we were talking about earlier, and that's not going to get me what I want. So I need to create a plan. And then the next step is the plan's got to fit. So just because I want to, you know, I'm going to do dinner with my son five day, five nights a week, and we're going to sit down at the kitchen or the dining room table and have a great substantive conversation. Well, I think I'm setting myself up for failure because that's just not going to happen. So it needs to be realistic. Now, it's just me. You might have all the success in the world with that. And if that's what it is for you and you can execute that and it's going to fit, then let it rip. I just want you to make it real and sustainable so it actually fits into your life so you're actually going to do it. Okay? Because we want our plan to survive its collision with reality because stuff's going to come along. So we need to do our best up front to identify any blocks or impediments or stuff that will stand in our way. So it could be my phone, could be my work, um, could be that my son has the desire to do certain things and sitting down at dinner every night is not going to be one of those things. I don't know. I can try and anticipate any blocks or impediments and then prepare myself that these are going to pop up along the way. So being ready to make sure that it's actually going to fit. And the worst thing about New Year's resolutions is that when things go wrong or they go sideways, we pull the uh, we pull the ripcord, we bail out of it, we throw in the towel, we quit. And that sucks. That's stupid. I don't want you to have made the decision that something is important only to stop doing it two weeks later because it just didn't work perfect. So I want you to set yourself up for success and just be in a place where it's going to be as effective as possible. And then it's a function of, yeah, I am, am committed to this. So much of life is a story of commitment. So much of life is, is overcoming ourselves because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to feel like it. Maybe we'll just do a quick pivot to, uh, to exercise, to healthier living. If my New Year's resolution is to wake up and exercise every morning, well, and I'm not in the habit of doing that, I already know it's going to take some doing because I've been exercising every freaking morning for years and it's still a struggle. It's still, it's like I'm negotiating with terrorists, me in this example being the terrorist, uh, because I don't always want to get out of bed. This morning was a super big struggle. Didn't want to do it. Sat there, I sat up in bed. That's the first step. S sit up, get the covers up, sit up, stand up. <laughs> Recognize it's, it's, it's going to happen. So how do we overcome ourselves? How do we overcome ourselves in service of the things that we really want? Because if we're talking about exercise, exercising for the sake of exercising isn't going to get the job done. So why is it that you're really exercising? I do it because of my kids. And I'm 45 years old. I've got a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a seven-month-old. So I've got to get my butt out of bed. I need to be doing cardiovascular exercise. I need to be doing strength training. I need to be doing stretching because I endeavor and will beat these kids at sports for as long as I possibly can. Probably not going to be that long. 
but you need to tie the thing that you're doing to something that is going to pull you through feeling like you don't want to, because I don't think I'm ever going to feel like waking up early to do what I just described. I'm never going to feel like doing that. So we need to be able to overcome ourselves to create the mechanisms in place, to create structure in place, to create habits and routines, which will lead me to becoming successful. Just the whole idea of knowing versus doing, it's such a massive, there's a gulf in between those two things. I can intellectually know what I need to do to get in shape, but to actually do it and to put myself in position to do it, that's the trick. So I talk about success rituals. If you've not read the purpose book, really encourage you to read the purpose book. You can access it for free on moneyalignmentacademy.com. You can find it. If you're interested in doing that, you can. You can buy it on Amazon. Um, and it's awesome. I'm horribly biased. But the whole idea here is it's the purpose is why you do things. Goals are what you want. Beliefs are who you are and habits are how you do things. And in the interest of figuring out how we overcome ourselves, it comes down to habits and it comes down to what I call success rituals. So figuring out what it is you want, what it's going to take to get there, how can I create habits around that? Because if I don't have a habit, then I'm not going to do it. So it's habits plus the routines that really does equal a success ritual. That's, a, that's the fastest way I've ever described that. But a habit is I do a certain thing at a certain time. And the routine is how I actually do it. So the steps in doing it. So the habit is I wake up in the morning to exercise. And then the routine is alarm goes off. I get my ass out of bed. I walk out of my bedroom, turn on the coffee maker. I have a little bit of water. I walk to my bike. I have an exercise bike in the house. I get on the bike. I ride it. I then, when I'm done, come out. I do some email stuff, some stuff for the podcast. I drink a bunch of water. I stretch, have some coffee, talk, take a shower. So that's how I do it. I, I execute on it. It's easier for me because I will normally have uh, an obligation, a scheduled recording of a podcast really first thing in the morning. So in order for me to do the things to complete my routine, which I just described, um, there's something that I absolutely have to do. So what you have to do could be, you know, get the kids out the door, could be getting to work on time, whatever it is, figuring out where your habit will fit is such, such a key thing. So do I know how to do it? Do I want to do it? Why do I want to do it? Does this fit into my life? And where can I, how can I plug this new habit into something that I'm already doing? It's tricky to uh, to create new ones, absolutely doable, harder. Um, we just need to think it all the way through. The more we can be considerate and thoughtful about what is really most important to me, and then to create a compelling vision for our future, one that pulls us towards it, I think that that's, that, that, that's the trick versus me white knuckling it 
gritty, you know, clenching my teeth and trying to get myself and force myself to do things, which I can do and have and still do, but it's not super sustainable. So the more habits we can create, the more routines and then rituals is a success when the thing that we're trying to do is tied to something that we really want or desire. I think that that's the trick. So you, my friend, are fully capable of living the life you want. I want you to get, get, get what you want. You're capable of it. You're worthy of it. I even think that you deserve it. But you are not entitled to it. No matter what anybody tells you. If people are telling you that you're entitled to everything that you want, well, you're listening talking to the wrong people. You are not entitled to anything. It's all available to you, but it requires investment. Also known as sacrifice. Investment's just a better term. It's a euphemism. Requires investments. Those must be made. You're just the person to make it. 2024 is going to be your year. Let's go. Happy New Year. Do your part by doing your best.